Hey everybody, thanks for joining in to another episode on The Breakup Station. Today's episode is number nine, and we are going to talk about triggers. I know I've been talking about this for the last two days that I was going to mention it, but I'm finally going to get to it today. So you're asking yourself, what is a trigger? The most common triggers are our thoughts. As I spoke of yesterday, um, I want you to realize, I'm sure you know, that this is about tricking our brain, retraining our brain. And that all starts with controlling our minds. The obsessive thoughts are not going to stop. And when they do, you don't even realize it because you're going to be distracted. So what do you remind yourself to do? <laughs> Obsess about it some more. So do you really see what happened there? When, when, do you notice when the obsessive thoughts stopped? It was when you were distracted. So if you're not busy and you don't have a task at hand, what do you do? You have a mantra. This is something I could probably cover tomorrow, um, but if you want to do some homework and get a jump on the rest of the class, go ahead and do a little bit of research. Um, but for all intent and purposes right now, um, we're just going to say a mantra is an obsessive, positive thought. Again, I'll go over this a little bit more in detail tomorrow, but you just repeat this mantra over and over and over again just to control your mind. Funny thing is, before I even learned about mantras, probably maybe five days a week into um, my breakup, my, my, my big breakup, um, I was um, sitting on the floor. I remember rocking back and forth, just crying. Um, the dog was, like, jumping on my chest. Like, even he knew something was wrong. And I just remember telling myself or just saying out loud, um, just, God, please have mercy on me. I was just begging for God to please have mercy on me because um, I knew it was well beyond my control. And um, just honestly speaking, a, a few short days later, I feel like he did lighten the load. Um, it was hard, but it wasn't as heavy as that day was. I'll just never forget that was like my breaking point. And I just started saying that out loud. I don't know where the words came from, but it just struck me. So coincidentally, um, maybe a couple of days after that, um, I learned about what mantras were. And then I took it from there, you know. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, um, you're probably saying I'm getting ahead of myself, you know, get, get right to the bean potatoes. All right, so let's just get back to what is the obsessive thought. Okay, just escape the mantras for a second. Um, what are they doing right now? <laughs> I don't give a shit. Say something like, um, just to get in your brain, uh, I wonder what they're doing right now. Uh, no, stop. There you go again. Just stop, 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 stop. And now, what are we doing? Where are we going? What are we planning? And then from there, I personally would just walk out of the house with no destination, um, throw a playlist on. I would call a friend immediately and make plans or just call someone and talk about something else. Um, I would pick up a book, maybe read for a little bit, look for a new recipe on the internet and go to the store um, and, and, and smell fruit and, and feel food and just, you know, get, just distract my mind with the scents and sights of the supermarket. That's overwhelming. Um, I would write in my journal, uh, maybe touch up one of my manuscripts. I, I, 
I would just do whatever I had to do. Um, and if I couldn't do that, I would come back to the mantra. And then sometimes I would even multitask and do one of those things and say the mantra. <laughs> so, so obviously the thoughts are going to be your biggest triggers. So that's something you have to really wrap your mind around. Um, and again, that's why it comes back to retraining our brain. I want you to recognize what's happening. And then I want you to stop it. I want you to implement action, a new action. But you have to realize that the growth is going to come from recognizing. From there, the action is going to be determined by you. That's going to be your push and your want and your willingness for change. So you, you could recognize it. Yeah, you're going to grow. There's instant growth there. But then, you know, you kind of have to follow through a little bit and, you know, become... Um, a little more diligent and persistent and that again it comes down to action how bad do you want it um, so then once you identify these triggers you, you stop them immediately uh, no matter what it could be and it could be thoughts it could be other things for me once I realized <clears throat> I recognized what these triggers were um, and, and, and made my stomach sink almost every time when my heart stopped I stopped doing whatever it was and I replaced it or I changed it so you're probably asking, what, you know, what is he talking about? What do I mean? So if you think back uh, maybe to the episode, the last episode of the episode before that, um, when I spoke about uh, you or someone or anyone just going on a date during the depression stage and then seeing that bottle of red wine that you used to share with your ex, that's a trigger. Well, there's nothing you could do about it in the restaurant except toughen up. That's just some things you're going to have to learn to toughen up. There is something you could do about it when if it's in your home or, or immediately in front of you. And it's simple. You just replace it. You stop drinking that wine. Um, you find a new bottle of wine. And, uh, <laughs> and then maybe when you build up the courage later on and you're, you're stronger for, you know, uh, moving on and being a better person, then you come back and you have that, that, that bottle of wine. Um, but for right now, immediately, no. You just stop it. You, you avoid it. You change it. And you, and you keep moving forward it doesn't have to be wine it could also be food if you know a certain product that they used to eat reminds you change it don't eat it um <laughs> i remember it, in fact the the first time how, how excited i felt when i got to order chinese food after breaking up with my ex i was so excited because she hated chinese food so i rarely ate it during the time i was with her um, that the, that, that first time I ate it, I felt like I was like, uh, hand feeding her every bite. It was, it was glorious. I know it sounds crazy or demented, but it was just a psychological thing that Chinese food never tastes so sweet. <laughs> so it could be a guilty indulgence or it could be, you know, like I said, I'm all about having fun with it. Um, so avoid things or avoid foods or change things. Um, don't buy certain products. Find a new product. There's, you know, two or three competitors across every product. And, you know, <laughs> so there's another product, another competitor. Change your tastes. Um, change your diet. Uh, you know, avoid it. It'll, it'll, it'll all lead into change. So if there was a cereal or chips, whatever it was, throw it out. Don't buy it. Find a new one. That's it. Bottom line. So we're going to move on with that. Um, what could be another thing? I would probably say, uh, a big thing for me, and I just, I, would, I just recall because I was thinking about it, um, getting my head together for the episode. I had a hard time with this one sweatshirt. 
It was a simple, uh, like, white and gray sweatshirt, a hooded sweatshirt that I bought in Carmel, California. Um, I loved the sweatshirt. <laughs> it was gray with the big bars. It was, it was awesome. It was one of my favorite pieces I wore all the time. Uh, maybe because I love the sweatshirt. I love Carmel. Uh, you know, it was just, it's, it's, it's like a fairy tale town. Um, in, in California, truth be told, the end of my days when I have to hang it up, I'd like to retire in Carmel. Um, so yeah, I love the town. So anyway, I was drawn to, you know, the, just everything. It reminded me, it was just awesome. So I just recognized that when, the one day I was putting it over my head and I just got sick. And I loved the sweatshirt and I was like, I can't do this. I can't wear it. And I tossed it and I was like, that's it. <laughs> I was like, all right, as much as I loved it, I'm telling you, like I sat, I'm sure you could hear it in my voice. I loved that sweatshirt I wore it all the time, but you know, some things you just have to you know you have to get rid of, or you have to say that you know it's 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 okay <laughs> to let to let go of certain things. And you know I don't want to sound all deep, but it's okay to let go of a sweatshirt. It's okay to let go of a memory. It's okay to let go of somebody else. This is about letting go and moving on and moving forward and not staying um, trapped in your mind. You know, because of these thoughts and these feelings, you, you get a new sweatshirt. That's it. Go get one made with the same colors or something. I haven't done it yet, but when I was thinking about this, I said, yeah, that sweatshirt <laughs> came to mind. So get rid of certain clothes, um, certain blankets. It could be, you know, sheets. Change your sheets immediately. Um, that's got to be a guaranteed trigger. I remember sleeping in the bed was like an, an empty ocean, a king-size bed all by myself. Um, and I couldn't even stay in that in that bedroom or that house. I had to get out of there, and I started crashing with people. But getting back to that, the bedroom was a big deal. Um, change the sheets. Uh, get some sheets. Um, we could talk about change and, and all that in a later episode. Um, but coming back to the triggers, uh, another trigger I noticed was a TV show. We would watch certain TV shows where we would sit there and laugh our asses off in the living room and and these are you know shows that we would just laugh so it's hard not to want to watch that stuff but you know it wasn't about laughing anymore it's about being sad and being upset so it's like you know what this has got to change i can't watch this show and coincidentally i remember when i moved to manhattan um i wanted to have a show of my own and i started watching friends on netflix i had no tie to her uh, there were no triggers it was kind of relevant. I was in the city at the time, you know, and it was something I related to, and I made it my own. So if I had to watch something, it was, I didn't know what was coming. It was, you know, I didn't catch my mind wandering, thinking about them. It was just new, and that's it. So I changed the show. That's it. So the notebook comes on TV. Don't sit there and cry because the notebook's on. There's a thousand channels on TV. Go, go on the internet. Go on YouTube. Watch something on the internet. You don't have to sit there and cry because the notebook's on. Change the channel. Move forward. Um, another great thing or easy thing for me <clears throat> was music. Excuse me. Um, I spoke a little bit about that yesterday. I could probably do a whole episode on, you know, playlist suggestions and songs because I'm a big music guy. Um, but definitely, I would say, don't fester on um, in old songs or playlists or music, find new ones. I spoke about it in a previous episode. If you want to listen to sad music, that's fine. Listen to a new sad song. Don't dwell on your, you know, your song, your wedding song. I don't know. You know, the last dance. <laughs> My Donna Summers, I have no idea. Um, just 
find something new, you know, so avoid those triggers. So if someone comes on the radio, you can't help it. Change the station, you know, certain things, you know, find a streaming, uh, an app, or, you know, just make a playlist. Again, it's, it's a great, healthy release. Change. Keep moving forward. Um, I'm going... Moving on. Okay, so getting right back into the triggers. Um, another trigger um, uh, thing, or I want to say place, that could be a reminder of them would be something like that park bench I spoke of in a previous episode. You are allowed to go there and reclaim it, <clears throat> excuse me, um, if you want to take it back. But uh, even that I'm kind of against because it, it, it'll, it'll leave you uh, some room for pondering and festering. And I want to just keep you moving forward. So places are tough for me. I, I didn't go anywhere um, where I thought it was even common ground or mutual territory. <laughs> that even went for, like, friends. You know, there were certain places I didn't go. There were certain friends. And, you know, that's another episode possibly where you guys, if you have mutual friends, you know, you're going to have to divvy up friends. And that could get dicey because some, some lines are going to be drawn. But I'm, I'm starting to wander. So getting back to places, um, I would say avoid it altogether. Um, I, I'm not a fan of going to the bench and sitting there because it's yours and you feel entitled. I'm all about growth, and it's a big world out there. So there is another place to discover, another place to go. Um, don't go back to certain places. Avoid certain things, and that could be even routes or streets. For example, when I moved to the city, um, I know that they or my ex worked on um, an avenue and I avoided the avenue altogether. You know, there are <laughs> as small as Manhattan is, is as big as Manhattan is that I didn't have to walk down that avenue. So if I was going in that direction, I was going uptown, I didn't have to take that street. You know, even if there was a chance it was 1130 at night and I was going to get donuts or cookies, I have no idea. I didn't even want to run the chance of you know, her coming out of work because she was working late. Do you understand? I just left no room for error. I would avoid certain places. I wouldn't walk on certain streets, and that's fine. I'm not, I wasn't bitter about it. I was just protecting myself. I was looking after myself, and that's what it's all about. So you have to look after yourself. You have to be aware of these things. And why would you want to, you know, even uh, trick yourself into it or you don't even realize what you're doing? When you become aware, you know, that's when you become awakened and you start to grow and you learn and you push yourself and for me just with those little light bulb moments I, I started to get obsessed you know even further like maybe a couple months into it I would stop using certain cleaning products because of the smell I would picture her face on the Mr. Clean guy it was it was insane you know I was just getting obsessive and and the cleaning products was even getting changed and I would find new scents I would go to the pharmacy and get new toiletries, and I would find new products, even cologne. Like, I didn't even like the way you smelt anyway. I would throw it out. <laughs> I found a new scent. I found a new cologne. You know, I found a new sense of style. It was all part of, like, the rebirth, and that stuff that I could probably cover, you know, at a later date, but you'll see how all these little things are going to slowly lead to change. All these triggers... I used as ammunition. I used it as fuel. Not only did I try to avoid those things, but I made it the new thing. The, I enjoyed it the new one, whatever it was. You know, so it wasn't like about 
dwelling and, and having to give up certain things. It was just like, I'm telling you now, all you have to gain. There's always a new thing. This world is full of things. There's always going to be another product, another thing. Things are replaceable. You know, just trick your mind to being like, you know what, I'm aware. I'm not going to hurt myself. I'm going to protect myself. And, and you're going to start to, like, work on yourself to the point where it's like, okay, I'm strong enough. I can go back and have that glass of wine, whatever. But until that point, you avoid these triggers and you keep moving forward. I'm going to tell you a, a little trick. That just, that just as simple as this. I am an obsessive coffee drinker. An obscene amount. You know, so I had to cut back. So I would start to um, replace coffee with warm or hot lemon water. And then I noticed if I found myself obsessing, you know, if I was in the house, I had work to do or something, I would just get up and go make lemon water. And it was just hot lemon water. And I would have to get up, I would distract my mind. And then I realized that, <clears throat> excuse me, that it was hot. You know, it, the lemon, the fragrance, the focus, the smell, you know, it was, it was an immediate distraction. It was like a 10 minute distraction where I had to be careful because the, the lemon water was so hot that, you know, if I drank it too fast, you know, I burnt myself. So I had to sip it and really be in the moment. Like I'm sounding like all Buddhist and shit, but maybe that's where the meditating has taken me. But honestly, I came to like to appreciate that moment where the lemon water distracted me. I smelled the lemon. The water was hot. You know, it was a, a 10 minute break from the thinking or, you know, it was something I never drank with her. It was just for me to stop drinking coffee. And then all of a sudden I liked it. And then I was like, you know what, I'm going to get up and have another cup of lemon water. And then I started drinking it. And that's how it became my new thing. And it sticks with me to today. Here I am drinking lemon water. And that's not a prop. That's an honest mug of lemon water <laughs> in front of me, you know. So maybe we should start getting into video someday. But right now we're going to stick to the audio. But that's the truth. And it was little things like that where I just took full control like i am not going to think about this i'm going to get up and take action i'm going to commit to something as small as making a hot cup of lemon water and then from there i would sit there in 10 minutes and <clears throat> excuse me and be with myself and recite my mantra or just drink my water and be in peace and then if i caught myself wandering i would you know burn my lip you know you have to be aware and that's just the one trick that the one that the lemon water taught me and it was just that I had to cut back on a certain thing, so I developed this, and then the change, I would have never got into this now. So you see how, like, it stuck with me. You know, all, all the change that happened over the last four years, I don't even know how long it is. It seems like a dream. It seems like another life ago. You know, honestly, I kind of remember what she looks like, and that sounds horrible. You know, I mean, obviously, my recent ex, of course I do. <laughs> but I'm just talking about in general. You know, I'm just, just taking you back to a, a different place in time in my head. But it's all about change. I don't even recognize that person. I mean, I'm still the same person. But yeah, I took a lot of changes and I improved a lot along the way. And I owe all of that to the triggers, the obsessive thoughts. You know, I, I would use that as the catalyst. You know, use it as the driving force. And then we could talk about creative visualization, holding images in your mind and mantras. That stuff I'll touch on. But it's all going to start with recognizing these triggers. I want you to identify with these triggers. I, I know, you know, I talk a lot about identification and stuff, but this is fine. Identify with this trigger, figure out what it's about, sort it out, 
and change it. Like, recognize, admit to yourself what's going on, and take action immediately. So, it's really that simple. So, on that note, I am going to encourage you to um, push yourself tonight. Maybe sit down and be a little honest and just try to figure out what would be a trigger, you know, and, and work on changing it and say, you know, what... Is it a thought? Is it something you see? And then just slowly work yourself around the room. I'm not saying go burn the house down or do anything dramatic or crazy. Um, but, you know, just become aware. And then just, you know what? Deal with it. It's okay. You know, recognize it. It's a thought. Deal with it. If it's a blanket, throw it out. You know, go do something like that tonight. Go throw out a blanket. Go look up a mantra. You know, take back control of your brain. And you will get past these triggers. I appreciate you guys listening. I'm going to wrap it up for this evening. This is the ninth episode. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to episode 17 on the Breakup Station. Um, It is a beautiful day. I woke up this morning, and it was just one of those days you're just happy to be alive. Maybe it's because you sleep right. You got some extra REM sleep. Um, but I just woke up feeling really good today, and um, it's been a good day so far. So, thought I go for a walk again, take you guys to the park. Here we are um, in the lower part of Central Park, over by Columbus Circle. I was gonna go down to Bryan Park, um, but it was a little too noisy, so I just kept it moving. So anyway, jumping into it. Hope you guys had a good day. Tomorrow is Friday. So hopefully you could wrap things up if it was a rough one and you can look forward to getting to your weekend and enjoying yourself. Um, this episode I'm really going to cover uh, pretty quickly just about organizing and simplifying and potentially finding a new space. Um, again, I apologize that I am in the park, so if there is a siren or people or something, a a plane flying over, I apologize, but it's about not conforming and breaking the rules, right? So that's pretty much why I did it, just to break the rules and find myself as we go, as I am advising you to do. So anyway, jumping back into it, I would just pretty much lead into saying um, you might have to move or stay where you are. But this step was a real coming of age for me. This is where I literally went out and claimed my own space in the world and started this new life. I looked at apartments from Wall Street to Central Park, the West Side Highway to the East River, and I did not get exhausted once. Normally looking for apartments could be a tiring task, but not this time and not for me. Um, The adrenaline in my body was on overdrive I couldn't see enough apartments. I visualized what my new life would be like in each space. I eventually settled in on a clean and cozy one bedroom in Midtown. It was perfect for the right now. After that, I carefully and methodically chose what objects and belongings were allowed into this rebirth. They were to have no bad vibes or no evil juju. It was to be fresh, personalized, and pure. I didn't want the thoughts or feelings from any foreign objects, such as the sweatshirt, the 
that I mentioned earlier. But now I want you to think about how fun it would be um, shopping for furniture, glasses, pots, pans, accessories, tchotchkes. Um, you can make it as color coordinated or as picture perfect as you like. Um, you could revamp your personal style, so why not take it all the way to a room or better yet, a complete space. Um, you could even go to Ikea and you could purchase random pizza cutters and can openers and you know, have a glass of wine and hop on Williams-Sonoma and, and buy that area rug. You know, you have to make it fun. This is totally exciting stuff. Um, it shouldn't even feel that hard because you really are designing your life. Um, so I want you to go back to your Pinterest or your vision board. Um, that's probably an episode I'll cover or maybe I'll just morph that into something with creative visualization. But vision boards are a big thing and you can really make it tangible and you can watch these dreams come alive. You know, I want you to make these dreams come true. So you're saying, what if you can't physically move? Okay, so if you can't move or you can't find somebody to move in with, I would say you should start working on the space where you are now. Um, it could be as small as a one bedroom, uh, and the bedroom is certainly gonna be ground zero because that's likely where most of the action happened. Um, so at the very least, I want you to burn the sheets right now. Go treat yourself to new ones um, and look around and see if there's just stuff that's been there too long. And uh, please do not tell me that there's a few pounds of dust on it. If it has some dust on itself, then it needs to go and need to be cleaned. Um, so create a calm space um, that's peaceful and, and welcoming. Um, you may not see it now, but once it's clean and organized, you'll feel better mentally and you'll probably sleep better. I want you to project yourself sitting exactly where you are, admiring all of the hard work, smelling the scented candle burn, and patting yourself on the back for a job well done. And I hope you could see it, because I could certainly see it, and I'm wishing it for you right now. Take a minute and think about that. Good enough. Now I want you to throw out clothes that you haven't worn in a year. We all have them. In fact, I think we only wear about 25% of our closet. So consider throwing out some clothes. Um, maybe put a fresh, a fresh coat of paint on. Paint is like $20 a gallon. Um, a little paint can go a long way. Um, throw out that pile of magazines. Or again, you could even use them as a reference for a vision or collage. Um, if you wanted to do something like that that I spoke of, a vision board or something like that. So you could... Just keep the clippings and throw out the rest, you know, get rid of the, minimize, clean and, and, and minimize. Um, I would definitely say if you could possibly cut out some things that inspire you, that would be a good way to go. But again, I'm going to cover that later. Um, but cut out what inspires you and maybe save some and we can get to that. Um, but definitely dust off the corners and, and just clean out the cobwebs. It'll feel great. Um, it's, it's a great way for you to stay mindly focused. Um, you're not going to have time to, to fester and stew and sit over on, on those thoughts over and over, you know, so you'll be grouping and cleaning and organizing and painting, you know, you'll be doing whatever. Um, you'll have no time for worry. So you, you could stay in the moment with whatever chore you find yourself doing, and in the back of your mind, you know, you'll be working towards the new beginnings. Um, you'll definitely feel refreshed and prepared, you know, for all, for all the things to come. So it would definitely be a step in the right direction, especially if you feel like you've been going stale or just 
wallowing for a little bit too long. Again, it might be fresh. Uh, everybody is different. So again, take it at your own time and at your own pace. I'm not trying to rush you along. I'm just kind of giving you a cliff notes of what to do anytime. You know, whenever you want to try one of these steps, take it and use it at any point in time. I do not care when. Um, this is what worked for me. This is a passion project of mine. This is, you know, me paying it forward. I'm not saying it's the only way, it's the best way. Um, I'm, I'm sorry if I come off a little abrasive, but we all do need a little tough love and, and a kick in the ass sometimes. Um, and especially when it comes to a situation like this, it's, it's easy to just, you know, find a comfort in, in, in that sadness. So you, you will need a little bit of a push. So I am here to give you a shoulder to lean on. As I spoke yesterday's episode, have friends and family to lean on. Um, but again, it all comes down to action and being proactive. So start with the space, um, start with your closet. Again, get rid of those triggers, you know, get rid of the pictures. I'll, I'll cover pictures and screensavers and stuff like that in another episode. It's totally worth it because that was another biggie for me. Um, but again, I want to thank you guys for listening. This is going to be a quick episode. We didn't get any sirens coming through, uh, just a couple of tourists and dogs, but that'll do. So I'm going to enjoy the rest of my night. Maybe I'll grab some ice cream. It is a great day to be alive. It's a great time to be alive. Things will get better, I promise you. Just take control of your life. All right, everybody, have a great night. Go be amazing. Chase your best life. Good night. This is a first time for me, so welcome, everybody, seeing my mug. This is episode 55 on The Breakup Station. Thanks for tuning in. Um, Today's episode is going to be about uh, being spontaneous. So it's one thing for someone to um, talk the talk, but you have to walk the walk, right? So today I wanted to be spontaneous, and I want to encourage you to be spontaneous. What's going on? There's my girl. What's up? I'm actually recording the podcast as we speak, so you'll probably hear this later. So getting back to it, this is the first podcast that I'm actually launching live um, but I wanted to do it to be as proof of the, you know, talking the talk and walking the walk. Proof is in the pudding, right? So here I am in a hotel room, 10 blocks from my house. My apartment is literally 10 blocks from here. I came here today because I wanted to be spontaneous. I wanted to create. I wanted to read. I wanted to write. I wanted to launch a podcast. I wanted to talk about the seven cities um, lottery that I'm actually going to be launching. That's the only notes that I actually have. Here that I'm going to mention, um, I am going to Harry. What's up, buddy? Yeah, you know I'm in the hotel room. Uh, there he is. I was just saw him earlier. Yeah, so here I am in the hotel room. I'm going to talk about the seven cities, but I'm also launching the podcast, and you're going to hear about this. So if you listen later, I'm sure you hear your name, Harry. So anyway, getting back to it, I wanted to prove that I could walk the walk. So here I am being spontaneous. And I wanted to prove to you guys, I learned this way back when, especially if you're coming out of a breakup. It was somewhere. Um, I had a beautiful house. I had, a, you know, a, the life by the balls. And all I could picture in the, in the rooms of, of was gray clouds, rain clouds. I couldn't get out of it. I couldn't stay there. I crashed with anyone that would take me in. I was literally couch surfing for my moms, my sisters. I even went out to Barcelona and stayed with my best friend for a month. So I was grasping at straws. So one day I was like, you know what? I really can't afford to go away at the, at the moment. So let me go take a hotel room. And I just took a hotel room, and it's crazy about visualization, the way it works, right? So you go to a hotel room, let's just say by the airport or the airport in your nearest town. 
So you go there and you're not forced to sit in that apartment or that house where the fighting, you know, began. You sit in a different space, like here I am today. Nothing is wrong. I'm totally fine. But you go to a different space and it allows your mind to be in a different space. Or you look out the window and you say, you know what? The next plane is going to be me. The next airport is going to be wherever it is. Or, you know, um, that vacation is next. So you kind of visualize this. And honestly, one of my life goals, I'm going to tell you one of my straight up life goals, and it's going to happen. I'm going to go to the airport one day, no bag, no ticket, no nothing. I'm going to the airport and I'm going to find out where I'm going when I get there. I'm not even taking clothes because it could be cold, it could be warm, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not even taking clothes. What I'm going to do, I'm going to the airport. I'm not even buying a ticket. I'm going to say, to the fucking North Pole we go and I'll buy a North Face when I get there. Like That's how I'm going to do it. That, that's like a life goal of mine. It's happening. And that brings me to the seven cities. So I've always been spontaneous my whole life. I've been spontaneous. Look at the scars. See this? See this? Half my tooth is fake. I was spontaneous because my, my high school girlfriend, my first spring break ever, my parents didn't want me to go. I'm like 16 years old. I'm going to Cancun. I'm like, Mom, go to Cancun. You don't know nothing. So I go to Cancun. She's at the other side of the pool because um, she gets there the day before me. And uh, she's like, oh, I'm over here, I'm over here. And wanting to be romantic because, believe it or not, I'm a diehard romantic. I swear I am. We still exist, ladies. We are still out there. So anyway, I dive in the pool trying to be all chivalrous and shit. I come up, boom, my lip is hanging off. My tooth is chipped. My, my, my chin is bashed. Meanwhile, I dove in three feet of water. Like they tell me, thank God, I didn't get like paralyzed or whatever. The guys are yelling like, tranquilo, tranquilo. I'm losing my shit. I ripped my shirt off. There's blood everywhere. And of course, like typical Mexico, shout out Mexico, like whatever, probably never be back there. You make me wait on a cab line. You, my face is hanging off. My lip is hanging off. My Literally, you could see my teeth because my lip is hanging off. And you tell me to get to the back of the cab line. Shame on you, Mexico. What the hell is wrong with you guys? So anyway, thank God my best friend who now lives in Barcelona comes with me. Go to show you how I know how to pick them. My best friend from Barcelona comes with me to get me all the bandages, the iodine, the this and that. The girlfriend that I was with at the time went out that night and two other girls from high school stayed with me. It's amazing. It's amazing. So yeah, I really know how to pick them. Anyway, that's neither here nor no. So getting back to like... Being spontaneous, when I did the uh, Seven Cities in a Hat for this, this past New Year, it was something that I had no control of. I know I wanted to go away for the New Year. I didn't know where I wanted to go. So it dawned on me. It was like, you know what? Let's take seven random cities, throw them in a hat, whichever one I pick out. That's the one I'm going to because that I, I have no control. What do you all think that you can control your life? You can. You can make your decisions, and life is the sum of your decisions and all that shit. I get it. Believe me. But as far as where I was going, I had no idea. As a matter of fact, I even threw Detroit in there for shits and giggles. And sh- no disrespect, Detroit, but if I would have pulled out Detroit, I would have went to Detroit if I pulled it out. So coming back to the seven cities and being spontaneous. So now you can see I'm talking the talk. I'm, I'm in a hotel room 10 blocks from my house just to hang out and do a podcast and, and just clear my head. And I got some other, other stuff, other projects I have to work on. So coming back to the seven cities, what I'm going to do is there's going to be um, a launch. We're probably going to do it the last Sunday um, we could just check right now my calendar because I don't want to misquote anybody. Um, I'm actually recording the podcast 
Detroit. Yeah, I only did it Detroit. Honestly, I only put it for like authenticity purposes because I was dying for snow at the time. So I put the Catskills and I put Santa Fe. Um, San Francisco happened to come up, so I threw that in there. Um, it escapes me what, 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 what the other cities were at the moment. I'm sorry. But I had to put Detroit in because, like, that's just how life is. Life isn't, and, like, Detroit's gangster. Like, I didn't know where I was going. I could have got mugged. I could have got robbed. Like, who knows what the fuck would have happened if I would have went to Detroit. But that's what the authenticity of it. Like, everything's not always going to be flowers and roses. And, like, just as the experience, I could have went to Detroit, how about this, and had the sickest time. I would have been partying in the hood, drinking like, and with people in the street. Like, you never, you don't, you don't know how it's gonna go. Do you know? So you just have to be open minded to it. Just like, you don't know who you're gonna meet. You don't know who you're gonna bump to. Like, honestly, I think every like people are genuinely good, and I want to believe that. Like I was saying on the podcast yesterday, I don't see race, I don't see color. If if you're an asshole, I call you out. You're an asshole, and that's just that's all there is to it. I don't care what you are, what color, whatever. Like you're just a universal asshole. So like, I get along with everybody. Like, I drive with everybody. So. Anyway, getting back to this. So the last Sunday of March is going to be March 31st. On March 31st, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the set. The, so far, I have 13 suggestions. If I suggest if you do, <laughs> I'm only kidding. What's up, Anthony? How's it going? I'm just briefly talking about the seven cities and a hat that I'm going to launch. The lottery is going to be on March 31st. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take a post. I'm going to take a snippet, and I'm going to put it on my Instagram post. Um, I'm going to take the 12 cities that I have so far because I only got 12 suggestions. How's it going, Ant? And from there, the most liked cities are going to be the seven cities that are getting thrown in a hat. So, so far, the cities that I do have are Salt Lake City, Malibu, San Diego, Los Angeles, Portland, Maine, Savannah, Georgia, Charleston, South Carolina, Austin, Texas, Frisco, Texas, Ithaca, New York, Ludington, Michigan, Cannon City, Colorado, and Boston, Massachusetts. So, if you want to get your city thrown in a hat, please leave it in your comments. If you get it like the most liked or the seven most likes, those are going to be ones where I'm going. And the drawing is going to be on March 31st, just like this on my Instagram live. So you can see it's authentic. So you see that the new year, I did not pull out Detroit and I did not go to San Francisco just to lie to everybody else. Because people actually ask me that. And that's not true. I actually put all seven cities in the hat and Detroit didn't come up. All right, so Shippensburg. I don't know about Shippensburg, but put it in there, dude. And honest to God, if it gets pulled out on the night of the drawing, that is where I will be going um, probably sometime in April after I work out some um, business situations. Uh, <laughs> Savannah um, is actually really on my bucket list. So I was happy that somebody suggested that. And when I was saying that I feel like um, life is trying to get to as close, of course we will. You know we will. So, um, what's up, Trey? I'm just doing a live and a podcast at the same time. So, I was saying that the seven cities in a hat, it's almost like the closest you can get. Oh, I got a poor connection. Sorry. Maybe it's the hotel. So, you could probably, the closest I get to being like the walking Yoda himself, Bill Murray. So, by doing the seven cities in a hat, I could somehow get just a piece of being Bill Murray. Where it's, I don't know what life's going to take me. You find it in that moment and it's exactly what that guy does. And I can only hope to, like, wash dishes with that guy somehow, some way. So that's how um, someone suggested Charleston, South Carolina. And maybe I can even catch a ball game. Um, Saint pa- we just had St. Patrick's here, uh, here today. And I'm, there's drunk people everywhere, Anthony. Um, but anyway, so if you do want to see me go into a city, um, put it in the comments. And uh, it could be a potential selection for the lottery. 
And that's just the level of coming back to the podcast because we are recording a podcast right now uh, as we are also on live. Um, being spontaneous. It, it's jumping in the pool even if you have to get stitches. Um, you learn from the bad. You learn from the good. Um, put the seven cities in a hat. You don't know where you're going. You find out where you get there. And that's really, really where I feel I find life. So by me coming to um, even this, this hotel room, you know, it's, it's just being spontaneous. So, you know, you just have to throw yourself out there, and it's kind of like where, where life finds you. Um, and, and that's what I wanted to do the podcast on. I just wanted to mention the seven cities. I wanted to launch it on the live for the first time to see how it goes. Um, I, I appreciate all you guys stopping in and listening. I'm going to keep it brief because we are keeping these to about 10-minute episodes. Uh, but let's connect. Anthony, we talk on DM. Um, I don't know if my girl's still in here, but I'm sure you are. So, yeah, I will see you. Um, so, yeah, uh, thanks for tuning in, and the podcast will be live in a little while. All right, everybody, take care of yourself, and uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow.